good evening, good morning, wherever you're watching. Eyes in the floor. Michael McQuaid, Colin Cronin, Brian Leary, Mark Cockrell. Folks, Mark got lost in the, in the car park in SoFi Stadium in February and suddenly turned up last week. Good to have you back, Mark. Um, welcome in, everyone. We're a week out from the start of the NFL season. Um, Irish NFL show presented by Cassidy Travel, uh, the principal travel sponsor of the show, Ireland's biggest travel agent. You can check out Cassidy Travel, search CassidyTravel.ie for NFL deals. We'll talk a bit more about that during the show. If you're on YouTube, check the link in the bio after the show because I was too tired to actually put the link in, but it'll be in all the other bios uh, for a chance to have Game Pass uh, for free this season. We're going to announce the winners on Sunday night. Colin, a week out, have you uh, stocked up on the coffee yet? Uh, yeah, at, at this point, I, I, can't, I cannot wait to actually be staying up late. And uh, obviously for, for the Broncos, Michael, going to be uh, a little bit different than last year when there were no primetime games. But I, I think uh, Andrew Brandt had a, a tweet uh, earlier this week where he said um, he will watch every every minute of the regular season. Uh, he watched zero minutes of the preseason, I feel very similar uh, to that. The tackle, the tackles matter. The touchdowns matter. I cannot wait till this time next week. The Boston Brown for next week. Yeah, can't believe we're nearly there. A week away. You know, it feels like uh, it still feels a, a bit to go. I think there's going to be a little bit of activity with potential trades, and players might get surprisingly dropped come come early next week. But yeah, we're, we're nearly there. I want to wait to start the season. Um, I know it's obviously the Super Bowl champions. You know. With the exception of that one year when it was the uh, 100th anniversary, but um, I mean, what a game to start! Like, you could argue this is potentially a game that could we could definitely see come come next February in Arizona and Josh Allen going up against Matthew Stafford. I mean, what more would you want on a Thursday into Friday morning next week? It's gonna be a good weekend, Mark. And provided we have you for the next hour on your Wi Fi, well, I'm, I'm joking, I have, to, I have to get that comment in. Mark, we're now in the top 50 sports podcasts in Ireland ahead of some GEA podcasts and stuff. I think it's your soothing tone since you've come back to this show. So, thank you, Michael. I feel like playing some smooth jazz now or something to continue that smooth tones in relation to it. But, um, you know, getting to more exciting matters, we are a week out, as you said, and whether you're a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs facing the toughest schedule, the toughest eight games of all time, considering on last year's strength of schedule, or you're a fan of the Jacksonville Jaguars who are just upset that they have to face other football teams, uh, you know, we're all fans. We're all getting excited for the games coming up. Uh, and, of course, you, Michael, you mentioned Game Pass. On Game Pass, with the free subscription, you can view Hard Knocks and NFL Network programming. It's not all about the preseason, but bring on real football. Week away. Big special shout out to everyone listening to the podcast, watching on YouTube. Uh, I think that we had comments from... Um, I'm really good at the computer tonight. Fred and Keith so far, lads, thanks a million. Uh, get the comments and if you want to get some questions in, we'll answer the questions maybe towards the end of the show and we'll give them the time that they deserve. Obviously, questions must be relevant to the NFL and not involve any football teams that won tonight or won last night in suspicious circumstances. Uh, Colin, before we get our guest on tonight, do you want to go through the first topic? And we'll start off with you. Uh, Russell Wilson signed a new deal today. Um, I think it's $245 million, which I actually went online to convert it to euros and it's like one to one. So when did that happen for a start? And secondly, why is this news? We knew this was going to be news agent. Like he was always going to sign a contract. It was always going to be for big money. He wasn't just going to come in and leave next year. 
Yeah, I mean, like maybe he could have. I don't know. But see, like the whole talk of the Seattle is, uh, well, this is the reason he left because of money. I mean, come on. Um, well, I, I imagine we it's one way to get into what our, our guest is as well. But I think what everyone was looking for on the this contract was whether it was going to be um, guaranteed or not. Uh, we had seen um, JC Treader co- come out after he retired last week and talked about the kind of interesting interview he gave. And he had pushed for Ross to ask for a fully guaranteed contract. Um, I think the... Uh, uh, 31 other teams, um, you know, did obviously uh, really annoyed uh, about the guaranteed contract, uh, ignore who it was given to, but a guaranteed contract, uh, you know, 230 million. I, I, look, the we know that the the cap is going to continue to go up and, and go up significantly over the next few years. I think what will be interesting, I suppose, is to see the impact this has potentially on Mar Jackson. Obviously, Justin Herbert's contract is going to be coming up, Joe Burrow. Um, and the the bigger these contracts get, the, the more that you guarantee, the more you have to hold in escrow. And obviously, the more you have to, to hold and put, put aside is going to impact on who you, the owners are and their ability to, to do that. The, I suppose the interesting thing as well around this is the fact that the, the Broncos hadn't, you know, it had to get it done, I think, before week one or press pause on, until uh, next spring. Um, and they, they have got it done. And I think they will be very happy to have gotten it done um, before those other deals. Just wanted to uh, suppose, piggyback on what Colin said at the end there. I wasn't, no one's surprised by the contract. I don't think many people are even surprised by the nature in terms of the, the value of the contract. I am quite surprised that it's happened the week prior to the season because I felt we could have got to a stage where to Colin's point that it was getting so close to the pause moment. I think essentially Monday would have been the pause moment because they're getting into game week. And I know watches are playing on Monday. The focus would have been entirely on Seattle and not trying to negotiate with his agent and get a deal done. And uh, I felt it would have dragged on into the season. And there was a few conversations with very certain people in the media. They said they said the Broncos would be comfortable waiting until the next off season because, as you said, they're head start, Michael. It's not like he's going anywhere. So why not give it the season to see how it goes on? And they might be in a bit of a better position bargaining wise come next next season. But obviously, the Wilson camp are very clear. And yeah, I can understand why. You might say that around the Seattle thing. Like that contract has been a bugbear for a while in Seattle, and obviously he felt he wasn't getting paid to the value of his performance. Was the team wasn't doing wasn't as successful as maybe his performances. So look for for them. It's it's, a, it's positive news. You know, you're moving in the right direction. New season, quarterback secure. You know, there's not many more excuses. I, I would think for Denver this season, and I know it's a very competitive division, but I feel they put a good team around them. So we'll see the proof be in the pudding. Come. Week five, week eight, week nine, when we get to London in terms of where that team is for the second half of the season. Uh, Mark, we didn't really have you on the show whenever this all happened. So have you anything that you want to dump on us now in terms of, uh, I don't know, where Russell Wilson maybe is in terms of his ranking in the AFC West before uh, before our guest comes on in a, a couple of minutes? I know. I, th- I think I had a couple of bites at you last time. We actually had Lindsay Jones on uh, in relation to it. But my problem with Russell Wilson Broncos is more the players from 30 to 53. I still think there's a depth issue more than anything. And, you know, you've had some injuries like Tim Patrick, which are massive. Um, Russell Wilson is a, is a really good quarterback in the NFL. 
one of the things that's been a fascinating thing in Seattle at all times is this, this constant mantra of let Russ cook and they're holding him back and they're restraining him. Um, I don't think that's necessarily true, but at the same token, if you look at his numbers and you look at where he might go with a pass-heavy offense, it's going to be a fascinating combination to see how all that combines. And there have been times, of course, let Russ cook that first eight games of uh, the season, I think three years ago, when he was setting record numbers, and then it fell off a cliff as teams adapted to it. Uh, but he's a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. He still remains mobile. He's 31. He's on the older side, let's face it, of somebody getting these massive contracts in terms of who we've seen get massive contracts so far. It's been the Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen, um, Kyler Murray. So that is a risk, especially if he gets injured with the level of the guarantee. You could be in salary cap hell early. But Russell Wilson has only missed three games in his career so far, or last year with a fracture finger. So you'd like to rely upon that good health maintaining uh, in that regard. The, the fascinating thing really for me is what Colin was alluding to. Look at the snowball effect. A couple of years ago, Kirk Cousins got the first fully guaranteed multi-year contract for a quarterback. And I remember us saying, I think we talked about it on the show, but it's like, hey, is this going to be the dawn of a new day? And since then, many quarterbacks are given pretty team-friendly deals when it came to the total guarantees, especially Allen, especially Mahomes. Big deals in size, but not necessarily on guarantee. This is now the third biggest guaranteed contract in history, but even still, Lamar Jackson is going to be looking at this saying, come on, man. You didn't do me any favors. Like, you know, you could have pushed them a bit harder um, because, as Colm alluded to, where is the true market if you're in San, Di- oh, sorry, San Diego, LA, the LA Chargers? Where's the true market for the Cincinnati Bengals? Is it Deshaun Watson's with the 230 million guarantee or is it more the Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson line? So that's going to be the fascinating thing to determine. Yeah, and fascinating as well because I think the charges have got either, is it two or three years? I think it's two years before they have to start worrying about paying Justin Herbert money. And I mean, going by the current rate, what the hell is it going to be at in two or three years' time? We're still waiting for a guest to come on, so I will say this and maybe get a, a very quick roundtable discussion here. We talked about Lamar Jackson there, lads. He originally has come out, and I think he said like week one is his deadline column for getting this all over the line. He doesn't have an agent. We've talked about this many times. Can you see this happening before next Sunday? I think if you're the the Ravens, you you want to get it done because, yeah, they, they'll press pause, but it's going to be asked over and over and over again every single week, every press conference. If Lamar has a good game or Lamar has a bad game, it'll be about the contract. You know, if he's a good game, it'll be well, what's his value now? If he he has a bad game, it's like, does this take some, some value off? If they get to the playoffs, it's well, what does this add? This is the distraction that I imagine John Harbaugh and the Ravens will want to to get rid of. Listen, this time, go back this time last year. TJ Watt, right? It didn't look like it was going to get done. It did get done. Um, and then TJ went on to have quite the, the season. There, there are no guarantees, but I would imagine both sides will want to, to get it done um, between Lamar and the Ravens. Yeah, I think back to my point earlier on, I think come Monday, it's all fo- guns blazing in terms of focusing on that game in MetLife on Sunday week against the Jets. And, you know, and especially by the fact he doesn't have an agent, you know, so it's not necessarily like he can say, right, you go off and manage all that with the GM and obviously the, the back office and the company when the, when the deal is concluded, so like he essentially is the guy negotiating for himself with his mother, I believe, and, you know, involved as well. So no, I don't see it happen. But we, when Colm says about whether he has a good game or a bad game, what happens if he gets injured? Because he is, uh, he's had some 
quite se- severe injuries throughout the course of his career. And, and a lot of that's down to the fact that he's a, you know, he's such a dual threat in, in terms of the run and the pass. And, you know, once he gets injured again, he's missing for four or five games and then that inconsistency comes in and they're left playing Huntley for a number of games. That to me is, is the biggest risk here because he's such a dynamic quarterback, but he's prone to getting the injury because of the way in which he plays the game. So I think he's taken a dangerous move here. And like we said during, this, during the offseason and certainly during the summer when we recorded live, is he one of these quarterbacks next summer that we just never believed that he would be traded or he would move on from the Ravens? But it's going to get to a stage where the Ravens are just going to say, enough's enough. And, you know, you can't keep going to the well and expecting someone to sign. He, why hasn't he signed? I mean, he's been offered 40, 45 million a year. That's substantial, no matter what way you look at it. Yeah, you say that, Brian, but like, I mean, he's looking now, Russell Wilson setting the bar at 50 million and the other deal setting the bar at 50 million. And in fairness to Lamar Jackson, I mean, it's right, he doesn't have an agent, but it can go horribly wrong if you have an agent. I want to bring you back to Michael before you were born, probably 1999, uh, one of the worst contracts of all time. Uh, NFL draft occurs, Mike Ditka sacrifices the entire New Orleans Saints draft to draft Ricky Williams. And then Ricky Williams uses Master P, who's trying to set up as a sports agent to negotiate his contract. And what's widely regarded as probably one of the worst contracts of all time. Uh, Okay, he got an 8.8 million signing bonus in the times when obviously the contracts weren't uh, stacked as they are now, obviously first round picks, um, which is a nice sum of money, but minimum salary, lots of incentives were never likely to be made for a player that had all the leverage and that's what it always comes down to in these scenarios. Like, look at Aaron Rodgers recently. Where is the leverage? Ricky Williams had it at the time and scuttered it away in the nicest possible way. Lamar Jackson still, even though he hasn't won a Super Bowl, even though he hasn't brought the Ravens to an AFC Championship game, has shown all the right signs. And he has a hell of a leverage. But he and his mum are going up against probably one of the sharpest front offices in the NFL. Um, and... It's a fascinating contrast to see where that will fall and where that will come. And who knows what's going on in the machinations? Is he looking for a higher guaranteed sum? Because he equally is worried about the injury risk. And are the Ravens looking to de-minimize the, the guarantee because of that injury risk? You know, we're not in those rooms, but there's some of those conversations these people are going to be having because it's not obviously always about top-line number. It's about what you're guaranteed to work or walk away with come hell nor high water. And in fact... The uh, problem in many respects with Russell Wilson's deal is we're even further away from ever having fully guaranteed NFL contracts like their MLB or NBA counterparts have. There was a number of conversations, a number of storylines during the summer about this situation. And a lot of people felt that it would be within his best interest to go and get an agent because that defers him from having that awkward conversation with the head coach and the GM where they say, we're not, we're not happy with essentially a part of his game. He needs to, he needs to address that. And then obviously his agent goes and has that conversation. He's in the firing line. You know, can you imagine like, there must be some kind of challenging conversations when they sit down and try work out a financial deal, which can be clouded by a conversation around how he's essentially how he's playing the game and what they want from him and how they expect him to change his play. Because like any quarterback, no matter how dynamic he is, throughout the course of the career, they're not the player he was in year one, year two, and they do change and evolve. But maybe they're looking for a different, you know, in terms of 
what he's going to bring to the team and maybe he's looking from the point of view well if you want me to do this but well, then I expect a lot more in return financially uh, thanks for your questions folks well by the way we'll, we'll get to them at the end of the show uh, lads let's talk Dublin and then let's get a point in each and then we'll get some questions and we'll get out of here last weekend column was class wasn't it unreal, unreal crack unreal experience and uh, obviously thanks to College Football Ireland and thanks to everyone we met inside and outside the Aviva last week it was great crack and I believe the one time that we're working and we couldn't have a pint um, everybody else got one yeah, um, I, I think, it, to be honest, last Saturday was, it could not have, have gone much better for um, everyone bar Scott Frost. Uh, the, the weather was fantastic. The game was brilliant. Um, the, the fact that Northwestern, uh, you know, kept kind of channeling um, their inner undertaker and getting up off the, the canvas repeatedly. Um, the You know, there, there was a, the brilliant kind of scramble and pass from Casey Thompson. There was the onside kick. There was the comeback victory. The, the game had, had everything that you would want. Um, Coach Fitz is, you know, he, you can see why his players are, you know, will run through a wall for him. You can see why he doesn't do back-to-back losing seasons. The atmosphere was great. The fact that kind of so many fans from Nebraska and Northwestern traveled over um, really lended itself to uh, a great atmosphere. And I, I think, you know, the fact now that we have back-to-back games, right? Like up to now, there's always been that gap and that won't be the case, obviously, next year. Um, so I think that will lend itself to uh, next year being even better. And I can imagine how many uh, Notre Dame fans are going to travel. So lots to look forward to. Book the week off next year, Ron. Oh, I can imagine the carnival atmosphere next year if it was as good, if it's as good as it was last week. I think we're in for in for a treat. But um, look for me, the best part of us doing the show is when we record together. And um, you can't be a live show together, and you know we haven't done one since so far. So to start the new season off in the Aviva, you know, back at home as well doing the show, and we had some great guests, and everybody was very accommodating, giving up their time. It was truly brilliant to be back doing stuff with yourselves, and it just lends to as I said last week, just lends to. The excitement of a new season, um, yeah, you couldn't have asked for a better game. I mean, there was a, you're going into a game where Nebraska are 13 point, you know, sorry, Northwestern 13 point underdogs and to get the game he did and for the underdogs to win. And then obviously to see the press conference after, which is delightful in the way to see Fitzgerald. So, you know, starting with the win and I suppose he took everything in. He enjoyed the experience very much and he was very complimentary about going to Ireland on the Dan Patrick show this week. And then you've got uh, Coach Ross, which is, the vultures were out from, I would say, in the media room <laughs> straight away after the game from from Nebraska in terms of the riders there who were looking to see when he was going to pack his bags and move on. So, um, looking for a fan of the college game, there's a lot of enticing stories ahead. But um, thankfully, we're going to be focusing more so on the league, yeah, the NFL league, go forward. Mark, am I staying at your house next year, or what's the plan? You got you, get, you give me the penthouse, or, or the I'll, I'll give you the what, East Wing. I'm e- coming East down wing, in the Michael East Wing. I stand in the West Wing with the Oval Office. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I actually personally have the best eight-year-old's birthday party of all time. So that 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 decision and that timing uh, needs to be changed <laughs> next year. Um, so I'll be definitely double-checking before I book that in again this year, exactly when the college game is next year. But um, we had a great time. Um, looking forward, it's always about the future, not necessarily the past. Looking forward to Notre Dame Navy next year. Uh, the two teams of Joe Montana and Roger Stallback, uh, 
you know, storied occasions. And I was at the last end, uh, Notre Dame Navy game in Dublin, which was a great occurrence uh, occasion as well. So definitely looking forward to that. Definitely looking forward to the continued growth of college football in Ireland. Um, and yeah, no, just to you guys, like, you know, fantastic job over the weekend, guys. What a great uh, piece of coverage for everyone watching. Um, and look, next year, we've already been having a bit of crack with the Dan Patrick show. We know Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd, Jennifer Garner, apparently, are all coming over. So uh, look forward to having it bigger and better and having a bit of fun there at the same time. Bring it on next year. It's going to be a great crack. Thanks. Uh, August 26th, Mark, for that birthday party. That's the day it's on. Don't know what time yet. I'd spec it at half five again, probably 12.30 Eastern. It won't be announced sooner than the time. Big thanks to the Ireland's College Football Classic for your support over the last 12 months. It's been great. Let's do it again next year. Uh, Colin, let, let's start off with you. Any of our business, there's been stuff going on in the last hour while we've been recording that we can probably touch on. Before we get to people's questions, does everybody want to give something each? I'll start off. Um... Tom Brady doesn't look bothered. Doesn't look bothered whatsoever. And we'll see next Sunday night. Now, I've had that conversation with two other people and they agree with me as well. But he'll just, you know, he'll just go and sort of prove me wrong again this year. But whatever he's doing to his face, I mean, yeah, he's looking all right. So, I mean. You mean he doesn't look bothered by the fact that he was away for 10 days? He doesn't look that motivated, mate. Well, what do you want from him? What do you want from him to come out in his in his, in his uniform at the press conference? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I mean, I watched. The, have you watched the press conference? Yeah, he spoke about the reason. Fat, like, fat of time is caught up him. He has a lot of change. I think that has, and I think you're going to see it in the fat film. Fat of time, Brian, in the sense that he has responsibilities outside football. That's what I mean. Not, not the age. I mean, I we'll see you next Sunday, Colin. Um, yeah, like, look, I, I've talked about it repeatedly. I said it last year. I, I think you begin to to see um, a decline, but I still have Tom Brady as one of the top QBs. The universe is tilted in his favor. And as I said on our preview show, it's a double digit win season. There's nothing. There's, it, it is it is what it is, what it is. Um, much more interested in the kind of new batch of um, QBs. And I think um, Keith has a, an interesting question around like which of the um, QBs will have a, a better um, season. I, I We talked about it. I, I really feel for Justin Fields. I thought he actually looked really good in, in preseason. Preseason is not worth the, um, anything, but um, as much as, as he can, I mean, this is a guy who could end up on a, another team next year um, because I imagine the Bears are going to end up drafting really high um so he could he could end up um elsewhere and um i'm really interested to see what trevor lawrence can do with a competent head coach but you know last year was it was so bad um but he has huge shoes to to fill because this is a guy who was talked about in the same manner as John Elway as Andrew Luck coming in um, to the league is that kind of the level of expectation that will that was on him. So it's going to be difficult to for him to to fulfill that. Um, and and I, I feel that in the same way Lindsay was talking about the the Lions and you know you you they've added talent and the Jags have added talent as well. But um, is there is there an, enough um, there? It should it should certainly um, be be better than than it was. Um, but is it is it and and will it um, be enough? So I am delighted 
that um, once again we are uh, just just over a week away now, a week away from the obviously the Thursday game, but just over a week from uh, the first suite of uh, Sunday games and the return of Red Zone. I said earlier on this evening that even these trades or potential players being released is not you know we're not we're not there just because the fifth tree been announced and in the past there OJ Howard who was supposed to sign for the Bengals yesterday has now signed for the Texans which is quite strange and uh, Joe Shane tongue in cheek said tonight if we don't find five million we won't be playing next Sunday because we just we can't uh, find a way to get under the cap and um, he said he'd have to look at renewing players' contracts, which is the first thing he said he wouldn't do from day one. So it doesn't come as a surprise that Blake Martinez, who's one of, our, one of our most efficient players on defense, has just been released in the past there, having renegotiated a contract earlier in the offseason. So uh, maybe he wasn't, he, he was tongue in cheek, but he did what he had to do, he says to get the money. Doesn't bode well. Um, personally, I'm just, ama- I'm, I'm just amazed. Michael McQuaid is betting against both Bill Belichick and Tom Brady this season, which, you know, I mean, Michael, you could be right. I mean, it'd be the first time in 21 years in relation to it, but you could be right. I, you know, I hear, I hear the logic on the Belichick one, the Brady one, I'm less convinced by because of the competitive juices and the, and aspects, but you, you know, we've touched on in this show, like the 11 day absence, it's uh, a little bit unusual. So let's see how that pans out and how these players look on the field. And from my perspective, this is the bit of the season I just get most excited by, you know, we don't know how some of these new head coaches, you guys got a new head coach in Denver. There's new head coach in the Raiders, new head coaches in multiple locations around the NFL. There's new positional coaches. I've talked a little bit about Brian Dayball going to New York and the impact that's going to have on the Buffalo offense. And does Ken Dorsey go on the hot seat if they're not firing at all citizens in the first four or five games? Um, And not only that, players playing in different schemes. Sometimes they're unlocked. Sometimes they're more bottled up. So again, how that impacts. And of course, rookie, 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 rookie. All of these draft picks, all the draft picks back in April, we're getting all excited and giddy about. Let's see them on the field. Let's see them in a real meaningful NFL game at full speed and see what impact they have. Who knows? The next Micah Parsons will come out. The next, well, not the next Trevor Lawrence, but you get my drift. The next breakthrough star of the NFL is just around the corner and it all starts in a week's time.